0: Barnaby is the premier podcast spotlighting people
1: of color every week we talk new what we've been playing and tell you who's invited to the cookout our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we
2: are the culture welcome to brokaka y'all
1: what up what up what up everybody this is the spawn on me podcast with khalif adams i'm your host khalif adams i hope you're doing very very well hope you're having a fantastic week hope you are rocking and getting everything that you and your heart desires is what this life is about. And I hope that you are all having, again, a fantastic week. If you missed our last episode, you missed a banger of a show with our friends, Form All Nerds, the show that they love to do, that we love to check out, that is one of my favorite podcasts on the planet On the planet for all nerds, running with DJ Ben Hami and Tatiana King. So, so good. We are so happy to have had them on the show. And it was just a fantastic conversation. We talked about all the things that we can't say on this show. No, I'm just playing. We talked about a lot of great conversations around art and culture and their fantastic podcast. So please go check out our last episode and go check out the wonderful stuff that they are doing on for all nerds. It is dope. It is great. It is on the loudspeakers network. Uh, And they continue to do fantastic stuff. My week has been pretty wild. It's been a very, very busy week. And it has just been just so full of everything. Uh, I've been playing Horizon. We're going to talk a little bit about that after the break. You give you my review of the game. I've been job hunting. I've been doing lots of behind-the-scenes work. I've been consulting. I've been doing... Way too many things for a person who doesn't have a job. (laughs) I should be relaxing and taking some time to just not do stuff and, you know, recuperate and get my body and my mind right. But I'm just New York hustle spirit is too... Big. It is too wild. It is too formidable for me to fight. Uh, So I keep doing a whole bunch of stuff and then being like, God damn, I'm tired. I'm so sleepy. I don't know why my body doesn't feel good. It's because I don't know how to stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Um, But it's been great. You know, it's been, you know, extremely busy. It's been full of lots of fun things. We got a dog, uh, which is wild. Uh, I'll, I'll, sh- I'll find some pictures of the dog and put it up. Uh, if you haven't seen it on our Twitter, <clears throat> on our Twitter page, I'll show you the new doggie that we got uh, that has been driving me crazy. She's the cutest, most needy thing on the planet. And I don't know what to do about that, but it's been great. Uh, but we are in the throngs of the wildest February in gaming. I am playing a couple of games that are um, embargoed, uh, but it's been just so busy uh, with appearances and, and a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, which has been, you know, extremely, extremely cool. Like it's been, uh, you know, busy in, in in good ways. It's been busy in not good ways. Uh, but with all of that said, um, it is just super fun. Um, I got a chance to guest host on the, uh, fire escape podcast. So that's rocking with my friend, uh, Mary Kish, Dan Riker and Mike Maharty, I uh, got a chance to do their show. I was just on seasoned gamer. Uh, so a lot of stuff coming into the fold, uh, coming into the, to the process. Uh, and I'm getting some really interesting emails in my inbox about some potential opportunities on the gaming job side and also on the spawn on me side so again Super thankful to everyone who has shared good words out about the work that we're doing here at Spawn on Me. So please, please, please continue to do that. Um, and we have a fantastic show this week. I'm super excited for it. We got some dope folks in the chat. I see Hey live in the chat. I see NF Redux in the chat. Lots of great folks hanging out with us. We're only 916 people, I think, away uh, from 10,000 followers on Twitch uh, on our Twitch channel you know we had a a blast of 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 great uh support coming through uh in the past couple of weeks we're almost at 300 no we're almost at 256 subscribers uh on our channel so again we're we're trying to build that up trying to build up the podcast and the audio forms and yeah we have some fun stuff to talk about very very soon but this week is all about Horizon Forbidden West And our review there. But before we get into that, I got a chance to sit down with one of my favorite content creators, somebody who I really appreciate and really love the work that they do. I hadn't had a chance. We've been trying to figure out good ways to get them on the show, Um, but it's just been difficult with me having a nine to five, them being in the UK, trying to get things done in a... Uh, a, a good way for both of us and and doing it and it's been like probably almost six seven years now since when we first met and got a chance to hang out uh, i think back in 2015 and now finally getting Mr. Midas on the show. So I'm very excited about that and getting a chance to talk to him. So without further ado, let's roll into our interview with him. Super, super fun. It was a blast. We'll be right back after that with a break. And then after that, we're going right into our Horizon Forbidden West review. So take a listen to our interview with Mr. Midas, and we'll be right back after that. We have a fantastic interview lined up today. Somebody who I have been hoping to snag on the show for a long time. We saw each other way back in the day at E3. We were youngins just rolling around in the industry doing our thing. Massive love and shout out to our guest for this episode of Spawn On Me, Mr. Midas. What the deal be, fam? How are you doing, sir? What's going
0: on, man? I appreciate being on here. I'm gassed. I'm excited. I can't wait to talk to you. I've been waiting for years, but we're here right now. And that's all that matters. You hear
1: me? Oh, my God. Fam, thank you so much for being here again. I know I got you up late in the UK uh, and and, and, and rocking with me here. Uh, It is the best thing ever to see folks who you admire and respect and say, hey. I want to get you on my show and come over and come hang out and talk about all the wonderful work you do. You know, member of the BAFTAs, making dope things over at Games, Gadgets and Rhymes, over at Jinx TV, killing it over there. Um, Before we get into all the goodness that is you, I have to showcase this fantastic Show reel of yours that shows everybody at home a little bit more of the goodness that you bring to the table. So let's show that right about now. Here to present the order two people are so much cooler than me. Uh, I could take or leave the rest of you, but honestly, these two know. Give it up for the from the studio that won five BAFTAs last year for Ninja Theories founder Tamin Antionades and rapper and broadcaster Mister Miles.
0: And it is. So many to mention, but we're obligated just to choose six. So let's pre and see what they are. British game. I am your host with the most. Mr. Midas looking finest, yeah man? We are here for one reason and one reason only games, games, games.
2: games. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. Oh.
0: Yeah, okay, it's okay, it's okay, okay. It Midas, first of all, thank you for coming down and joining us today. First of all, I have to say your hat is amazing. <laughs> Swag is at 100%. <laughs> Do you want to try it on? No. You <laughs> I think you're one of the few people who could pull this hat off. Ah, come on, let's that's it, that's Oh. Oh, wow. Somehow. Oh my it's God. actually so better. So you, Midas, you got the full Venta Black experience. Yeah, yeah, I went into the dome, mm-hmm. paused, and it was sick still, like, proper dark in there, like, couldn't even see my hand if I'm <laughs> <laughs> to
1: be a real night, so solid. And
0: heartless (laughs) and we got nothing. Alright, before we even get to that, yeah, I was promised jerk chicken. (laughs) (laughs) I was promised pepper steak (laughs) (laughs) and see my rice and peas. (laughs)
2: Alright,
0: and welcome to the Call of Duty World War II special beta event. Yes, right now we are bringing you a COD GGR special. You know? What is my favorite game to play is a very, very difficult question. One of my favorite franchises ever is Legend of Zelda. Big up man like Link. That is my dog.
1: so first of all for folks who have, who are checking this out in the video version of this that is one of the crispest cleanest showreels I've seen in a long time second of all how are they gonna disrespect my man and not get him proper jerk chicken rice and peas and <laughs> not bless you with a goodness that is actually really good Caribbean food Mr. Midas please speak on it
0: Fam, it's like Paris was in the kitchen or something, because i <laughs> one with that little piece of um, thing that they, they, they brought up to me. <laughs> I was an idiot, thing. But no, on a, on a real, um, thank you. I really appreciate it. It's Even for me, it's amazing to watch it and kind of solidifies what you do. Like when I speak to brands and when I'm having um, brand deal meetings and kind of explaining, expressing what I am, the first thing I say to them, have you seen my show real yet? And nine times out of ten, they're like, no, I'm up. and I'll make sure they watch it there and then because it just solidifies everything I've achieved. I can talk all day and tell you, oh, yeah, I can do this and I do that. But when you see me standing up on the the stage, you get I me? Mean? Sort of looking crisp and thing there, it just speaks volumes. It's beautiful, so, yeah, I mean, man. Really,
1: really I appreciate it, man. It's beautiful. I remember we ran into each other, I think there was like 20... Fifteen, maybe at E3, uh, we were. I think we were waiting to get into the Microsoft Xbox conference, and Midas rose up, and Midas is like, "Hey." I, th- I think I know you from Twitter or is, and I think, and I was like, yo, I've seen you around and like, and, and we exchanged information. And then, you know, gosh, seven years later, it feels like we now are finally getting a chance to do this work in this way. Um, the thing that I have always appreciated about you and, and, and what you do is that, you know, when I have been thinking about what it means to be a host, what it means to be a professional, on camera talent, you are one of the folks who I think of at the top of the game who is doing that work. Um, how did you get into the space? What What was the way you kind of started this journey uh, for content creation for yourself?
0: Thank you so much, man. You're gassing me up with the compliments. I can't okay. even lie. Um, and yeah, it went too far. It weren't that long, fam. I mean, it was. I think it was two. I think it was 2018. It was, was it? funny wow. enough. It was my first e. Yeah, it was my first ever e 3 and um i'll kind of i'll answer your question in a second but one thing that's really important to me is like obviously i'm a black man and whenever i get to see people who look like me my mirror reflections in this space i have to connect with them and my mirror reflection is your energy it's the way you carry yourself it's everything so as soon as i saw you i had to come and introduce myself because you get me mirror reflection. I'm like yo, like you need to know me. I need to know who you are. How do we work? Um, but what's weird is my journey is completely different from most people. Like I'm, I didn't start as a streamer. I didn't start as a YouTuber. I actually started as a presenter. So I've been a presenter in the UK for years. Um, my background is I'm a recording artist. I was a dancehall artist for years. The plan was never this gaming team. It was to be the sickest dancehall artist in the world. You get yes. Me? and um and then via doing my music i actually started getting booked for um tv presenting jobs all about music so talking about different things so we got a station over here called kiss tv and um for music um quite big that like they like our cable television um just channels and i was presenting on theirs for years um so yeah i was presenting probably a good four or five years and Hosting and, and performing around the world, even before I started working in gaming. So, like, the transition over to gaming in terms of being a personality is minor. Like, people are like, bro, how'd you do it? <laughs> I'm like, fam, this is easy. Like, I've had to, I've performed in front of 60,000 people in Gambia, and none of them knew my song that's scary yeah you have to come out on stage and and get people never seen you or heard of you before and get them rocking so the 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 my personality is big anyway i'm always animated um and yeah so that's kind of why i've been lucky enough to be able to be that and then to kind of just tie it up in a a, a bowl. there's not many real like video game tv presenters not Mm. many people even want to do that like what I'm doing is kind of the dinosaur thing now. Like, obviously, you got Jeff Keeley, you got Greg Miller, you've got a few people in this space. And I was always like, look, I don't see no black video game TV presenters. I am going to be that guy. I'm going to do whatever it is for people to, to see me. And it's amazing seeing people like yourself, seeing, like, Blessing, seeing, like, Paris, actually move into that space now. So we're actually seeing
1: people thinking, wow,
0: yeah, that's why I'm so loud and just so bolty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, I never knew that. That's dope. I mean, I, I think that there, of course, there's some interesting parallels between, you know, being a music artist and being a performer there. And in those, those, um, that energy that you talked about, that is very, very necessary to hype up a crowd and get into a space where you're doing that work. Um, has it ever been a thing where you felt like you wanted to do more work in the States where, you know, UK gaming and gaming in the UK has been big for such a long time, um, but it is very rare to see folks make that crossover from, you know, the UK to, to the US and to the States. Has that ever been a thing that you've thought about or do you feel like you like this is my pocket here in the UK and, and, and doing things across on, on the Europe side?
0: Nah, fam, I'm about being international, you get yes. me? International, worldwide. Like, I'll, um, I've i only ever spoke about this once before. But when we met at E3, yeah. I was actually approached by one of the big name brands. I won't say who it is, um, and they offered me a lot of money, the most money I've ever been offered in my life to, to do some content. Um, and it was all around a big piece of content and they were going to take me to E3. And two weeks before, they canceled on me. Literally, they pulled out of everything. And I already had my flight booked for E3. And I literally, and you know how expensive E3 is, I literally went and paid for it all myself. I paid for everything, like my hotel, food, everything. So when I was out there, I, I thought I was gonna be out there with a brand, but I was like, even if I'm not out there with a brand, I'm gonna get Mr. Midas's name international. And just to have that E3 part, on my showreel like is important e3 is the mecca to us for gaming Mm. and especially we ain't even had a physical e3 like in years yeah like two years after we went it's there's never been one so and we don't even know if there's ever going to be one again so to be able to do that so yeah the international thing is really really important to
1: me i chat enough just tell me to shut up if my never i'm never gonna tell you (laughs) to stop talking fam never 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 i think the thing that i love about you know, where I've seen you kind of continue to do things is like, I think of the work that you do is actually really also very, very broad. It's not very singularly focused into, you know, doing kind of straight content creation, which you do extremely well, like I love your YouTube content. I think that stuff has been really, really great um, seeing you connect with other creators in that geo area has also been really, really dope. Like seeing you do stuff with, with the fan fixer and, and, and so many other folks has been really, really cool as well. How has the camaraderie been uh, uh, within the black streaming and black content creation spaces overseas? um do you feel like you know seeing or being at the forefront of a lot of this has helped a lot of other folks say hey i can do this too
0: oh percent. like the reason why i'm even in this space like i said my plan wasn't to work in gaming i've been a gamer since i was a little man love gaming every christmas every birthday i would take off two weeks just to play all of the games because i was so busy in music but the reason why i'm in this space is because as much as I love them, I watch the IGNs. I've always mm. watched Kind of Funnies. I've watched GameSpots and no one looked like me. No one sounded like me. No one was a reflection of me and my bridges. And we all play games and we put so much money in the industry. Why does no one look like us? So I was like, you know what? I'm not a complainer, I'm gonna, I'm a doer. So I came up with the show Games sketches and Rhymes. I partnered with a channel over here called GRM Daily one of the biggest platforms for black music in the UK. They loved the idea and then we just ran with it and we did that for like five years and did millions of views. And what was mad is when I first got into the gaming space and I used to go to events, so I'd go to like the joystick awards, I'd go to like be invited to it. I was like the third black person in the room. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes the only other black people were StarFam. Like, yeah. I'm talking to like like waiters and that are the, are the only or even worse you get that uncle who don't want wants to be the only black in the room who's looking at me like because like I've got excellent communicational skills but I talk hood in it like I talk street <laughs> I talk <bear laughs> slang like I, I talk with my hands and they're like oh no sorry we don't want you around here so like to go from a pace where I'd go to an event and it would just be me and then now like you said the mc fixers the geeky cassie's mm. the marcus bronzies the nice the the like to have that connection but even international like when when um covid started is when i started doing my own content creating at home and the amount of guests that i've had international from like japan from the states like so many americans have come on the podcast so yeah I'm, I'm all about it and family just makes me proud and you make me proud like watching the spawnies fam like do you know how sick that is and i'm telling you that's sick because i'm a producer i produce high-end content like that is what i'm sick at so when i see something and i'm like he did that like he did that it wasn't <laughs> about it wasn't about oh this is black content it was sick content that was created by a black man that
1: now i feel gassed up now now i'm just like oh man i gotta (laughs) shut the show down my brain doesn't know how to deal with that uh especially coming from someone who i really really respect um i i mean i i think the thing that i try to strive to do and i and i think the reason why i am so in love with your work is it is this game of ping pong right where I think all of us are seeing each other in this space, especially because the gaming industry has gotten so much bigger. You talked about, you know, the IGNs and the Kind of Funnies and not seeing folks who look like us in those spaces. And again, that was the reason why Spawn Amy became a thing, too. But it feels like now we're not feeding off of the we don't see us in that space now we're feeding off this energy is like we see us in this space and we're pushing each other and we're like you are doing something dope keep going make it make it happen and then that that layer of um inspiration is continuing to kind of like move back and forth uh between between everyone in those circles do you feel like alongside that inspiration that's happening between you and your peers Are you also talking strategy? Is that a conversation that's happening as well? That's like, here's what I'm learning when I get into those rooms, when I am the only black face there, or when I'm negotiating a deal with a a company that, that is bigger than I am, or a place that I've always wanted to go. Are you all talking shop too? Is that a thing that's happening as well?
0: a hundred percent um i'm in groups um where when brand when things are happening we speak to each other and we 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 um give information for both positive and negative things being able to reshare people's stuff but one of the things that you said that's that really resonates with me now is now i'm not the only person in this space and now like, like i'm the old foot in this space so like i'm helping the young youth because like the amount of people who I help and they're like oh my god I can't believe you you're so helpful like you're you're just willing to help and I'm like I'm thinking of course I have to help (laughs) when I came here I never saw no one now you look all here and you're seeing me I must have to bring you to I can't just be sitting on my laurels my information like stuff that I know (laughs) like even down to stuff like costing like how much like letting people like don't undercut your costs like know what your budget is know what to do free know how to put a deck together like i literally just did a tutorial of one of my bridgens, who's a very big streamer very very big streamer sick guy dope dope content he's got mad numbers he's never put a deck together in his life huh. so i was like let's jump on a zoom. i'll show you how i put all my decks together because i don't have millions of numbers so i have to pitch I I know how to talk I know how to pitch and how to create. So let me pitch and take these ideas. And I'm saying, fam, you see if I had your numbers, I'd be pitching every day. Are you mad? Every single day I'll be pitching, man. Like, no, you need to know how to do this because there's some checks that are missing from your pocket right now. I love
1: to hear you talk about that because I think that is the space that a lot of us who are especially a little bit older in the space have learned to do where you know and i think this is a thing that i think you know we talk about this at home back in new york a lot right of we know folks who have hustle spirit and hustle spirit once you get us in the room you're done you know we got it you know we can lock it in once you do what you've done that part ha- have you always understood like when was the moment when you learned how to pitch yourself because i think that there's a a long road between i know what i do and i know what i i know how to pitch myself which i think is a which is two different things in a in an actual way when did you learn to have that pitch down and what what is your pitch when you're rolling into that room and you're like this is a check on the line here if i nail this in this way i got it how do, how have you learned how to do that so i think is two ways one is confidence
0: is key Uh, Mm. confidence is key in anything and whenever you are trying to sell someone on something they need to know that you're confident in what it is and there's a complete difference between being confident and braggadocious just being confident in yourself and your product but i tell you what's really what what made a huge change for me when i started in this scene and I started and I started with Games Gadgets and Rhymes and we was getting millions of views and we had loads of things and I, I'm very good at communication so I'm really good at networking and I sat down with one of the guys from Rooster Teeth because mm. I was trying to get my foot in that door and one of the, this one thing he said to me and this probably one of the things that stayed with me the longest since I've been in gaming and he was like Midas you're a sick host but I need you to see yourself also as a sick producer. And I was like, Rock, do you know what? I am a sick producer, and I never thought of myself as a producer because I was producing so I could host. So I was negotiating deals with um, Activision so I could host. And I was negotiating a, a deal with Adidas so I could host, not actually realizing that all of these skill sets that I learned i'm sick at them as well so the first thing i did as i changed my business card mm. to <laughs> tv presenter and content producer and then when i went into the room i was like i've got the sickest back catalogue like you might not know my name but square enix has paid me call of duty has paid me twice adidas has paid me this person's paid me why haven't you and then, as soon as they're they're like, oh, oh, those are quite big names. They're interesting. Um, how comes your name's always been about that? And that's the, the thing I've always understood about branding. Yeah, you might not have the biggest numbers, or yeah, you might not have a name that anybody knows. But if other brands are messing with you, you put your name next to those brands. Then, yeah, you know I me. Mean? Everyone knows PlayStation. Everyone knows Sony. Everyone knows Xbox. Everyone knows Nintendo. So when my name's next to them. They're like, everyone knows BAFTA, so they're
1: like, ooh.
0: Yeah. And yeah, let's have a conversation with him.
1: Yeah. Do you feel like you're slept on in the way that... Because I feel like everybody feels like, you know, they're doing their work well. They feel like they're doing their stuff. But it also feels like there's a lot of folks like... I, I, I believe the work that you do, especially here in the States, is slept on. And do you feel like you're finally starting to get your due in a way that feels good for you do you feel like you're really starting to get that energy around you that feels like i've put in the work i've paid my dues and now i'm starting to see the benefits of that
0: do you know what that's a constant battle there's times where you're like yes things are flowing people the opportunities are coming in things are like that and then there's times where you're like no you lot are mocking it can't you see what i can do can't you see what i do so I'll be honest that's never that's never been a a single unity but then I think overall I'll probably say yes like if you look at like for example like my my attractions or my numbers and like social media and stuff like that or I think there's a lot of lack of knowledge in terms of my involvement Mm. so like Jinx TV is the first time that I've um, been involved in a project where I don't produce it or I don't write the script. Like when it comes to GGR, when it comes to all the specials I do, if just something like, I did a Final Fantasy is my favorite game fam, favorite game ever, Final Fantasy 7. That is my thing. And I got to do a Final Fantasy 7 remake special. Now, creating that, that's me negotiating the deal with Square. That's me booking the venue. That's me writing the script that's me doing like fam when i get on set that i'm helping the cameraman move the cameras put the lighting in i'm giving the the runner my cards so they can go and buy lunch like i'm putting the nearest police station and um and 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 fire station on the on the call sheet and then i'm going in front of the camera and going yeah and then coming behind and then speaking with my my director and going through changes and stuff like that and people don't see that they just see oh he did something with final fantasy that's cool and they don't even realize the work that goes behind like that that little eight and a bit minute video has been nine months
1: of work in my wow. life wow i mean what that just blew me away cuz i'm just like again like as soon as you said and this is the thing that like made me go like oh shit was <laughs> you were like oh when i'm negotiating with square <laughs> to do a final fantasy piece of content which is their baby that is like a thing that they don't play around with as a japanese company they don't play with who gets to mess around with their ip in that way and here again you doing this work and how you went about it massive kudos to you because again that's like all of those layers of stuff that we talk about as as, as content creators and producers and is that a lot of times we don't give ourselves credit for all the stuff that we actually do in the mix and, 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 you know, put those on the list of like, well, what do you do as a person that does that work? Um, do you feel like, or at least are you seeing, a change in the way that you are now working because of course the pandemic has thrown a wrench into everything. Um, But you talked a little bit about you making a pivot into doing more content at home because of that. Has that given you more space to be more creative? Has that given you more space to think about bigger and different kinds of projects that you wanted to do? And and how are you tackling that?
0: Yeah. So obviously COVID was a madness and it was probably more of a madness for me than most content creators because most content creators create content from home fam yeah. i've got a macbook that's all i had so when when covid happened like i do my stuff in studios i go to i go and set like i book productions that all stopped so for like two weeks i was just in my house banging playstation 4 having like oh bare gaming and then like as a creator when i can't create i start getting depressed mm. and i was like no you know i need to do something so i'm always coming up with ideas like like i said like because i'm not doing music anymore that creativity is always throwing out so I came out with a concept called too many games and not enough time because as gamers we always complain "It's too much games not enough time covid's here we all got time on our hands <laughs> so i literally hit up one of my brethren's and i was like oh are you happy to come on do this thing we recorded it on skype we didn't even record it on zoom then because i didn't even know how to use Zoom properly i recorded it on skype put started a youtube and then i was like do you know what cool and then i um i bought a camera i bought i, I said all right let me buy a nice camera so i bought like a canon g7 mark uh um 7x mark 3 then i bought some cheap lighting from, from <laughs> and then i just started creating content for like i did a i did a content for like last of us and you see for the green screen do you know what i used to do cuz i wear yeah. a lot of cuz i wear a lot of um no i wear yeah so i was ironing a green sheet yeah. and pulling it over my wardrobe just so i can thing and i was just like i'm just going to do content cuz i need to do content and it blew my mind cuz from that I got in contact with El Ghetto and now I'm an El Ghetto partner. Um, El Ghetto's changed my life because they've kitted me out. I've got like green screen, I've got lighting, I've got mics, all of that kind of stuff. And that's just for me just been having to be able to create. So that's kind of changed that for me a lot. And one of the things that COVID's done for me is made me realize that You can't rely on outside sources Mm. as a presenter, that's what you do. Like presenters, our job is to go and present at an event or host for somebody else or something like that. You don't really, presenters don't do their own stuff. It's not really how it goes. And that's more like a YouTuber, content creator streaming kind of thing. And it's always been like, all right, now I have to do something for me. And it's not even about the numbers or how big the youtube channel because i say to people all the time right like they're like are oh, you a youtuber i'm like fam if i was a youtuber i'd be a failure i even got <laughs> two thousand subscribers what are you talking about <laughs> like the reason why like, it's funny i did two sponsored streams <laughs> last year and i'm like do you really think that ea and warner brothers are paying me because i'm a youtube nah fam they're paying me because i'm a presenter and i do many other things you feel me so yeah that was a long-winded way of answering your
1: question no, <laughs> i love it and, and trust me fam i'm in the same boat ain't nobody paying me to make youtube content in that way because i'd be a failure in that joint um i want to pivot because we're almost out of time because uh, time has flown by um What are you playing right now? What are things you're super excited for that's coming down the pipe? You know, February has been ridiculous in terms of games already. uh, Seafood dropping, you know, other stuff dropping. We got a a Nintendo Direct happening a little bit later today as we're recording this. What are some things you're really excited for in 2022 in terms of the gaming space?
0: Oh, I'm so gassed for 2022. I feel like 2022 is going to be like, one of the most epic years in gaming. I'm talking like when The Witcher and uh, Metal Gear released in the same year. I think Mm. it's going to be that kind of level. So I haven't played Seafood yet, um, just because I've been doing so much content. So I'm super excited for that. Um, Horizon Forbidden West, I feel like is going to be the game of the year. Breath of the Wild really spoiled Horizon Zero Dawn for me. I started Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm like, this game's epic. Aloy, she's amazing robot dinosaurs that's something that i thought of when i was five you get me <laughs> and then the game felt incredible and then i got my switch and i was like ah oh, i can't start it yet. i can't start because i don't like playing two big open worlds at the same time yeah but zelda's like one of my favorite games ever so i'm like nope i'm gonna start it and it was just so open so then when i went back to horizon i was like there's bare walls man i, don't, I don't <laughs> So I think that um, I think that Gorillas really think about that. I'm super excited for God of War. Mm. They don't even need to do much different; just continue how they've done. That's gonna be amazing. Do you know what's got me so hooked mm. and so surprising? Um, um, Pokemon's um, Arceus. Yeah,
1: yeah. People Fam. are wilding over that game right now.
0: Fam, is so <laughs> sick. And I'm not even a Pokemon Don. I'm so not a Pokemon Don everyone's been cussing me on Twitter because I didn't know that a Psyduck turns into a Golduck. <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't even know. I don't play Pokemon, man. But the game's got me. So yeah, I think I think it's gonna be an amazing year. And imagine like I'm talking about those games. And we don't even know what the secrets are like we don't know if breath of the Wild 2 is coming out this year we don't know if we're gonna get a death loop like something like that so yeah man it's an exciting time for a gamer and as you know from my passion like i love gaming
1: I mean, you are a prolific gamer in many, many ways. Again, you know, making making content all day, every day. Uh, I, I'm excited to hear your thoughts about Sifu when you when you get a chance to play it. And and Forbidden West, especially because of the, the connection to, to Breath of the Wild you talked about. Um, I know also that one of the things that's going to be happening is... You know, there's going to be more gaming award shows potentially happening throughout this year. I think folks are finally starting to come back into the fold in terms of that stuff. What other projects do you have that you can talk about that are coming up for, for 2022? What, what should we be looking out for uh, when we look up Ms. Mr. Midas uh, in, in the world?
0: so the next big thing is um last year we launched a brand new show on jinx esports tv with red bull called from the jump this is with me and cyborg angel um so we're going to be dropping a new series in a couple months super excited about this um red bull is a is a company that i've always wanted to work with so weird like when i started games gadgets and rhymes i went to them and they kind of aired me out, so it's weird how the universe works. Like, I put it out there and I'm finally there, so I'm really excited about that. That's um international gaming station, so that is in the UK, in Canada, in the Philippines, in South Africa. Um, so super dope for that. Um, loads more big content on my YouTube, like reviews and stuff like that and there's some excited things man there's there's like i've got some 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 cool stuff that i'm kind of producing couple talks um stuff that i'm still negotiating i'm just excited to be out in irl again fam yeah like i feel i feel like i've been i've been in jail fam <laughs> They I mean finally
1: let, out you, they let you
0: out they won't let me
1: out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm dying for the new Mr. Midas album. I need a new dancehall album coming out of you, fam. When when are you are you still doing music in that in that sense? It's so mad. So I quit music three years ago. Yeah, and the
0: reason why I quit music is that my music career wasn't like it kind of pivoted and mm. kind of went down. And um, I got called into Universal Records um, to produce a pilot for a really big gaming show. This is how I made, met um, J. Ann Lopez from um, Black Girl Gamers. Yeah. Because she was actually one of the guests. And I went in there because um, they heard, because they knew about games, gadgets, and rhymes. They had this really flimsy idea. I turned it into a mad show, went there, pitched it. They absolutely loved it. And it was so surreal, fam, because I was sitting in the lobby and I was playing my Switch, and I was like, I've been doing music for so many years, and Universal Records have never (laughs) called me in for nothing. Nothing at all. I'm in this gaming thing for three years, and I'm like, one of the biggest record companies are calling me in to work on games. And that's the day I made the decision. I'm like, you know, I'm done. And everything changed from Mr. Midas Music to Mr. Midas Games. Um, But yeah, just to kind of put a bow on it yesterday i did the playstation 5 challenge on TikTok, yeah where you basically did like, some girl things about is it me or the things and i'm spitting bars on it and people are just so shocked because people are just not used to hearing me and that and i'm i'm baffled for my TikTok don't even move and it's already at like 3 3k wow with people people just watching and commenting and stuff like that uh so yeah in terms of that part of my life is finished, but I'll always, I'm a musician. I love music. I'll, I'll, it's always going to be part of my soul. But I always tell people, it's like a bad breakup. You get me? Yeah. Leave it alone. Like I'm done with it. Like it's always like Paris is bad cooking. Like just put it over there and we're done with it for now.
1: Two things that you never want to pick up the phone for late at night. Your ex and Paris is cooking. Those two things you never want to do if you want to, you want to Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. exactly.
0: All jokes are sold though. Yeah. Before I go, I need yeah. to ask you, how did it feel when you saw your name on the Xbox stage? As much as it was like banter and stuff like that, like, I've obviously followed you for a long time. Yeah. I think you're incredible what you do. Like the banner between you and Paris, obviously it's all jokes and it's it's super incredible. But fam, that's like some that's that's some street-ish. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. you're bantering with your bridging and then it's on Xbox's stage, but not only is it on there, your name's on there, fam.
1: Yo. It's and you can appreciate this because again, you have Hustle Spirit, right? Is Cause I didn't know he was gonna do this. Like we had, we been talking behind the scenes. I knew he was gonna host it, uh, but and we had started the beef, and he was like, you know, I got something for you, because I had done the video prior to that. So I'm scared. I'm sitting there in my crib, just like yo, it's like you looking out. It's like being in a Jordan Peele movie. You're like, yo, where they gonna come at? Where they coming from? Like ninjas gonna drop out the ceiling and come beat me down. Um, and the it was the best moment in my career. Because it, it, the, the smoke that he gave me, the thing he said right before that was, you need to go check out Spawn on Me because Khalifa is a great content creator. The second part of that felt like I got jabbed in the gut when I was, got caught in, <laughs> in, a, in, a, in, a, in a knife fight in jail. But it goes back to the conversation that we just talked about, right? Of like knowing how to pitch yourself and understanding that even though I got murdered internationally, my name is now out there in such a bigger way because of my brother feeling like he had a moment to share with me on his biggest stage which i thought was it was it was it was wild and it was beautiful at the same moment that was like that's that's black excellence that's brotherhood that's that's sticking up for your people and 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 bringing everybody with you when you when you do something big um so so it felt you know it hurt it was great and it was also like i can't believe that just happened uh so you know i I think you know in the weirdest way i made history uh in some weird way but is you know it's it's always good to have dope people come with you and, and enjoy the ride um especially folks like yourself so thank you very much for being here uh on swan on me again you are one of my favorite folks in this industry i think you you carry yourself with such an air of humility um that that it really makes me happy to see you continue to grow and do all the stuff that you're doing because i one day want to want to be doing some of the stuff that you're doing i think it's brilliant in how you have pushed this industry forward and how you continue to pivot and make fantastic content uh while all just being exactly who you are which i love Um, I'm so happy that you ran up on me at E3 in 2018. I'm happy to call you a brother. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, And we definitely have to get you back on the show very soon. And hopefully we get to do some content together. That would be fire. I'd love to be able to do that for sure.
0: Where can folks find you? Where can folks find your work? Thank you so much for having me man. I super appreciate your words. Like you don't understand how much they mean. They mean so much to me. So thank you. Um but yeah, you can find me everywhere. Um I am on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all of them thing there at Mr. Midas Games. Um YouTube like I said, I do content on there Mr. Midas Games. Um if you are based in Canada or the UK, um, you can watch me on Jinx Esports TV, but if you're not on them countries, um, you can actually go onto jinx.tv, <laughs> their website, and watch um, all of the episodes from the Jump and WTF, man. And like I said, really, really appreciate you having me on. You're incredible, and it's just dope to be able to see the success that you do and, and the mirror reflection. So. Thank you and thanks for continuing to be excellent. And next morning's I yes. need to be in. You get
2: Yo, me?
1: I did, trust me, you're already on the list for folks that I need to present for next <laughs> morning. So you're already in that mix already. So that is easy. That is done. That is just ready to go. I'll, I'll bug you a little bit later in the year so we can start getting those things together for sure. Um, everybody at home give mr midas a massive amounts of love go follow him go check out his content we'll see you all right after this break we'll be right back after this oh what up everybody here what a fantastic Interview with my fam, Mr. Midas. Wow. That was so so dope again Like I just love his energy. I love him dropping gems about like how to how to pitch yourself How to you know think about your content in a more cohesive way Thinking about more ways that you can showcase your talent in a way that will get you some dollars get you a bag like what a fantastic interview with the fan, Mr. Midas. I'm so happy we got a chance to do that with him, uh, and, and bring him onto the show proper. Finally, uh, since we hadn't had a chance to do this until like 2018. So very, very happy that we had a chance to do that with him for sure. We're going to take a three minute break, run a quick ad. Uh, I'm going to go grab some water, do all that goodness. And then we'll be right back with our, with our review of horizon forbidden West. We'll be right back after this.
2: Hi, Chicago. Merrick Kay here from Fanbyte. Did you know that Spot on Me is a part of the Fanbyte Podcast Network? we produce a ton of other great shows like Channel F a podcast where we talk about the games we're playing can I just say how much I would love for there to be a Hitman game that's just about making people experience embarrassing social faux pas trying to like prank people and make it seem like they had farted or like tripped on something (laughs) that would be like very good dig up weird finds at thrift stores so the listing says Bung Doctor V64 and take your questions about the best jokers Labars Martin asks what's the best or coolest weapon ever given to a mech.
1: Gundam Gusion Rebake has a really good... Oh, give, me, sorry. give me that one more
2: time. Gundam Gusion Rebake. Yo, I heard you. <laughs> Gundam <laughs> Gusion. I personally guarantee that listening to Channel F will make you a better, smarter, more powerful version of yourself. So go to fanbuy.com slash podcasts or search for Channel F on your podcast app of choice today. Improvement not guaranteed. Listening to Channel F may cause jokification.
1: So on the 411 slash what we've been playing this week, it is all about Horizon Forbidden West. I have finished the game. I have played through the entirety of the new epic saga that you'll be going on with Aloy in this new fantastic game from our friends over at Guerrilla Games. Um, And I think, you know, the the conversation today is going to be not super in depth because, again, you know, the game isn't out. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that you'll need to go into when you go in and play this game uh, so I'm going to talk about the things that I found from you know the nuts and bolts perspectives um, uh, and, and and some of the things that I thought were really interesting in the game um, we'll talk a little bit about the technical stuff we'll talk a little bit about not story but vibe uh, and, and some things that I thought were hits and some things I thought were misses uh, in there to give you a good idea of what I'm thinking about when it comes to uh, Horizon Forbidden West. So, first of all, I have to give a massive thank you to our friends over at Sony. Uh, they provided the code for the game about two weeks before launch, actually a little bit longer than that. We had more time during this review cycle than we did for a lot of other games. Uh, I'm playing a game right now that I can't talk about where the embargo is up on the fur. No, like, on, like two weeks from now, which, Again, for that game being as big as it is, it's a little bit weird. So this game, in a narrative sense, having a main narrative arc and then having a bunch of side content that you can check out, you know, this is a massive game. When I say big, this game is huge in terms of the size of the map, in terms of all the stuff that you can do within this game. If you're thinking about a game that you are like, I want something that I'm gonna play for more than a hundred hours. This game is a game that you can do that in. Is the game good? Absolutely. Is the game something that you're gonna wanna spend money on to buy and play? and you know your reason for getting a ps5 if you have a ps5 absolutely this is the flagship game for the playstation 5 for sony for playstation so far in 2022 they have Gorilla has done a ridiculous job with this game. It is the most beautiful game on the console. It is the prettiest game out in the world currently in terms of next-gen games. And it is something that you should absolutely spend your money on if you are in the market for another Horizon game. That being said, um, there are a lot of stuff in this game that I feel like if you did not play the previous game, you are not going to get the full enjoyment from this title you should have played the first one by now if you had a chance to do it if not i would say go back play that first game then jump into this one of course any game you can kind of jump in right when you feel like you are at the beginning points of any game Uh, but this game heavily leans into lore and story that is connected to the first game in a way that you are not going to know why she is doing what she's doing throughout most of the game you're not going to understand the reasonings who are the protagonists and the antagonists you're not going to understand a lot of the the language that's going to be happening within that game around what Aloy is trying to do in this game and it's going to not feel as great um, for you in comparison to other folks who have played through the beginning content um in a game like this on the previous gen. If you played that other Horizon game, then you have a much better understanding of why this game is important to this lineage and to the series. That being said, from a technical standpoint again, you know, a thing that I learned later on in the in my like really towards the end of my playthrough was I was kind of playing this game wrong. And what I mean by playing it wrong is I was playing on the quality setting, right? Which is, I think, 4K 30, right? Um, It looks great. You know, the footage we're showing currently on the, the, the Twitch stream and the video version of this is, is the 4K version, quality version. It has, you know, some more, you know, bells and whistles when it comes to that stuff. I would tell all of you who are buying this game and playing this game, play this game on the quality setting. It is a... It uh, a, a, a f- is a much smoother experience because all at 60 frames um, and it is a much better and like just a smoother experience all the way around it feels like you're doing things in a way that feels more tactile picking up stuff in the world feels better um, traversing the world to a certain extent feels a little bit better when you're in combat that stuff feels a little bit better at the smoother frames So I would say, make sure you're playing that game in the 60 frame uh, performance mode as a way to play into this game. The world building in this game is phenomenal. It is amazingly dope. Aloy comes back. She has some of the folks uh, throughout the world that she will meet. Some of them returning and some of them new. Uh, there are new versions and ideas around why you're motivated to go do the work that you're doing within the space. Um, the... Folks that you meet through side quests and kind of main quests. The newest baddie, which is played by, and I didn't know this until later on in the game, uh, because uh, I didn't, I still saw the face of the person and I was like, I think this, I, I know who this is. The one of the main, uh, uh, you know, uh, antagonists in this game is played by Angela Bassett, which was a thing that I did not know. It's been in the, you know, there's been press behind it, so it's not a spoiler. Um, Carrie Ann Moss and, um, uh uh uh, angela bassett are both in this game um and that was a really awesome sight to see i thought that that was a really interesting space um and you know for the most part i think it shows off what the technical prowess can be from the playstation 5 Mm dual sense stuff felt really i wouldn't say good but at first i was talking on on the, the the firecast with um with Mary Kish and uh, Michael Maharty about like I felt like when I was playing the game it didn't feel like the dual sense was really being used and utilized in a in a good way. I take that back. Now having like really sat with the game and feeling how different each weapon feels when you're pulling triggers, and some of the weapons feel really wild on the dual sense. Like there's a, a a bow that shoots like rapid fire bolts. And when you shoot that weapon, there's some tension on the triggers because, again, like the DualSense has, you know, different tactile haptics on it. But when you re- when you shoot it, your left trigger goes gah, 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 gah. like it, it, it spasms in a way that is like the kick of the weapon ricocheting through the weapon. It's a really weird feeling, but it feels really interesting. When you're pulling back your bow, you feel the tension of the bow when you're shooting the weapon. When you're doing certain things, you'll feel it in the controller in a way that again, the DualSense is just such a fantastic piece of gear. It just really adds this layer of immersion in a way that you you just don't see in games like this. And it feels super, super good. In a way that you know, I I didn't have expectation for. Um, So I would say again, I played this game uh, and finished it in. You know, you get a you get a completion rank or not a rank. You get a completion time in the game. Like it'll tell you exactly how much time you played the game uh, in terms of how much story you did or how much completion of the entire map. Uh, And the map is huge. Um, I finished the game at 37% and I played the game for almost 50 hours. That's a lot of game to only finish at 37% of that game. That tells me a lot. And that tells me that I was also bum rushing to get through the main story arc uh, because I had started a little bit late. I was playing the game and then, you know, life stuff happened and I had to kind of hustle, hustle to get, you know, uh, things ready for embargo and, 50 hours to get to 37% is a big game. I didn't see so many side quests. I didn't see so many like activities to do. There's a lot of collectibles you can get in the game. There's a lot of, you know, side quests and missions and, you know, getting ways to to do overrides. So you can turn all, you can you can um, bring some of the, the you know the, the robots to your side and the machines to your side. <laughs> Excuse me, I hiccuped. Um, Half that stuff wasn't, I didn't even do some of that stuff because I was trying to get to embargo. So I'm gonna go back into this game later on and finish through some of the other stuff uh, because there is a lot of goodies in there from a story perspective, because the side quests are sometimes linked into the narrative, but they're really interesting because a lot of times it's stuff that people are asking you to do. Sometimes it's fetch quests, sometimes other stuff, but it does feel like it builds out the world in a really smart and good way. Um, and, and I love that part of, of the game. So, you know, for the most part, it was a fantastic experience. I'm already thinking about this game as game of the year contention stuff. It is definitely in that mix because of just how big and beautiful this game is. The biomes in this in this game are just ridiculous. You're going from desert to snow to jungle to all the stuff while you're crossing, you know, this, this large map. And seeing all these things, like I took so many screenshots in this game and because the game is out, I can't share them yet because I can't do it. It won't let me do it. It like physically won't let me do it on the PlayStation. It like has locked me uh, from like sending myself screenshots of the thing because that's the way it works. But once the game is out, I'm sharing all the screenshots that I have because they were just like some mind-blowingly pretty things within this game. The way they handle light, the way they handle the underwater underwater stuff that they put in the game, it looks so good. It is so pretty. So the the the, the main thing is we were given our own review scores. It would be a five out of five. I think it's I think it's a a, a fantastic game. But there are A couple of things that were annoying, right? Um, I think they didn't do a great job in terms of traversal. Traversal in this game isn't great. It is clunky. You're constantly trying to figure out routes because what they do is so you can use your focus and pulse the world around you. You can look at a mountain and see where you can climb. There's like these yellow markers that you can use to kind of get to things. Just moving around the space just feels clunky when you're climbing, it's slow. It doesn't feel intuitive. The jumping in this game. Isn't that great from time to time? The fact that you don't, well, maybe, and maybe this is a thing that I missed in terms of a weapon or something like that, but there isn't a way to block anything. You have to dodge everything. And once you get hit, the stagger animations are so long that you consistently are caught in these weird spaces where you have to either play extremely slow or. You just really have to be lucky sometimes to get out of the way of some of the attacks that some of these things do because everything is trying to hit you at once and everything is hitting you at once. There's like no recovery frames in a lot of the stuff. So you wind to be getting beat up because your body is still in the ground and there's no other way to get out of the fight. So that's a pain in the ass. Um, I love the tech tree, the way that they build out certain parts of how you level up your character. I think that stuff was great. But... In terms of the main character in Aloy, I hated Aloy. Aloy was super annoying in this game. And I and I didn't know what it was until I really sat with it for a while. Um, and I don't know if, I don't know if the conversations that were there from the last game about the cultural appropriation layers of it um of the the garb that you see within the 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 world you know it's very reminiscent and and pulls directly from a lot of indigenous uh uh markers and 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 clothing and and ideas in but in this interesting kind of far-flung future way that is like you know if you're familiar with the story you know the world has basically ended new civilizations have 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 been built and they're pulling from the old, the old world, uh, and 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 pulling in ideas and markers and cultural things that are there, that that all weirdly all come around this idea around this tribalism and nativism, that is all coming and stemming from this indigenous layer, which also was super weird because it's like. And my wife brought this up when she was watching me play. She was like, if the world is returning and everyone's coming back to this new world that we're now rebuilding, why is it that everyone in this part of the space speaks English? Why is everyone still wearing the same kind of garb, like from place to place? There are various tribes, but it all still has like this very indigenous layer to it. Um, that doesn't that just doesn't make sense. that wouldn't be the way that humans would do this if they were making their way back into this world And I had that aha moment where I was like, you're so right that doesn't make any sense. I don't know if that played into how much I didn't like Aloy, but I do know that it did th- I did think about that a lot because there's a, a a part of the way that the first game ends where you know she has now been you know bestowed this this moniker of, the hero of the savior of this land and you go through a lot of the game in the beginning parts with people referring to you as this right you know it's it's really interesting in that way so you're you're walking around a lot of these spaces and to be fair the way that this game does character design in terms of facial animations and art It is one of these most stellar looking games in terms of that. Black people look like black people in this game in a a way that is very, very good. I think that the the visuals of black skin, the visuals of multiple ethnicities looks extremely good here. The thing that is weird is that it's like in a world that is this big, it is cool to see so many black and brown characters. You walk into every spot and there are a, a plethora of black and brown folks you see within the space and in a way that is like unlike most games we have in the video game industry there's a lot of us in this game it winds up being though that a lot of times and 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 a lot of times aloy comes into a space and tells people what to do in a way that feels very much like a colonizer would do it. And I feel like those parts are the things that I'm thinking about when I'm playing the game and being like, I don't know if I like that part. And I don't know if that's because of, um, I don't know if that's because of the way that she has grown from the first game to the second game from a life perspective. And I'll explain that in a second. Um, or if it's because in the game you're introduced to a lot of different characters and a lot of different characters who are black and brown are not the heads of, you know, the tribes or the spaces. Uh, there are some that are absolutely in those spaces who have, you know, and they, and they hold high, um, Uh, um, they hold high positions in the spaces that they're in you can tell they feel regal they feel you know important in some of those spaces but a lot of times when most of the larger cities that I've seen in the game so far and again I haven't seen all of them you'll have a lot of brown people you know living their lives and doing their thing and then when it comes to like who is the leader of that space it's usually a white character that's the thing that was in my head and i remembered it often and being like that feels weird like that just feels weird you see it in some places where it's great you know again black folks brown folks you know uh, other other ethnicities kind of just doing their thing and doing it which i kind of love about this game is like Folks are just living their lives, and Aloy is the person who's running out and putting herself in danger, which I think is also kind of dope, where it's like, you know, hey, little redhead white girl, yeah, you just came in here and said that we need to do a thing, but, like, we're not going to go do that work. You go do that work. You go run out there and put yourself in danger, and you do that, and then tell me how it went when you come back. If you come back alive, that's okay, right? So it's an interesting balance there between those things. And I think – I don't know if it's because – Aloy in the beginning game, in the first game, was finding out who she was. She was learning about who she was as a character. She was learning about who she was as a human being. Um, You know, you find out later on, you know, spoilers of that game, of the first game, which you should have played at at, at this point. Well, I'm not going to spoil it. I'll leave it so that you can play it if you haven't played it. But there's a really important layer of that first game that drives the second game. Um, And her learning about herself in that first game made you feel like, well, Aloy is a fish out of water. She's trying to figure out who she is, and therefore her not knowing how to interact with other people feels okay. This game, she is nosy as fuck. She is obstinate as fuck she is like telling everybody what to do she's like i am the person who is going to help save this planet and you are all not like you're not beneath me but like i know what i need to do and all this stuff that you're telling me right now doesn't matter because i have a job to do and that energy just made me not like her as a character through most of the story i hated aloy through most of the game Uh, She has some redeeming moments in some parts of the game, you know, towards the middle and end. But for the most part, she was super unlikable. I didn't like her at all. Like... I didn't, I didn't like her throughout most of the story, and that's the person who I was driving the narrative with for a long period of time. And I was like, man, if this was anybody else, or at least she had the space to understand and humble herself in any form or fashion, this game would feel a lot better if she did. And she kind of got there, but not really. So it, it, it didn't necessarily taint uh, the way I felt about the game, but it did leave a sour taste in my mouth about me being excited about Aloy and, you know, seeing her in future games and that kind of stuff. The story definitely made me excited about what they could do with this character. Um, and the, 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 the way it kind of ended was a little disappointing. But I will say the journey in this game is phenomenal. Playing it for as long as I did, seeing these cutscenes, getting to learn, you know, how the machines work and how they are so much better in this game than they were in the previous game with more parts of articulation and, you know, more things that kind of like pop off of them and different variants of different kinds of like real world animals that then became uh, uh, machines. Gorilla did a brilliant job with this game. I think it is still a five out of five game. I think it is a definite cop. You should definitely buy it and check it out. I'm just a little bit disappointed in the way the traversal stuff worked and disappointed in the way that, you know, Aloy uh, was within the game, especially as her being the main character for uh, for such a huge title for Horizon uh, uh, for for Sony and for Gorilla. So uh, a little disappointed in that. So, yeah, that is our review for Uh, Horizon Forbidden West, I had a blast playing it. Thank you so much, PlayStation fam, for giving us early access for it. This is me playing the game right now, so we'll probably be doing a little bit more of that once it comes out so you can see me play through it uh, in in real ways. Uh, But word! massive love to everybody who has rolled through and hung out with us for our show this week massive love to our fam mr midas for spending time with us and telling us all the wonderful things hopefully at this point he's gotten some rice and peas and some good jerk chicken uh, uh in his life but i am so so happy very very excited um and 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 very very happy with you know getting a chance to do more of this work in this way. So go check out Horizon when it drops on on Friday, uh, when this episode drops, so that I means dropping today. Um, and check back here for more goodies, uh, cause we're playing a lot of different stuff uh, on and off stream uh, for games that you are very, very excited about uh, and hearing about dropping in a couple of days or even weeks as well. So much love. <clears throat> I got choked up jesus much love to you all we will see you all here next week for more spawn on me i hope you all do well have a wonderful weekend much love and peace deuces